If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's good? And welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 18th, 2022. I am your host, Jan Garcia, and joining me is Tim motherfucking Gettys. What's good, Tim? Janet, there's so much I want to talk to you about. I don't even know where to begin. First off, yeah, I guess this is where I want to start. Last Friday, we had to call you in last minute to go help host this Xbox event down in LA in a theater in front of a ton of best friends. What was that experience like for you? Was this your first kind of major I'm a video game person on stage in front of people moment? I think so, at least with like an audience that is, yeah, I think with an audience of that size, at least, because I've done stuff like on a stage like out to people like for ign z3 like i was on stage with like the nintendo folks like playing like they were playing they were playing luigi's mansion though and like i was just watching them play and i'm like glad i'm not playing that was stressful (laughs) um you know but in terms of like an actual live audience yeah i think this is my first like i'm walking out and it's like so weird too i was telling my dad about it because like I give my dad like like a slightly altered but still true version of what I do because he doesn't like know anything about like yeah. all the you know what Twitch is and stuff. So I'm like, oh, at my job where at like the company that I work for partnered with like this company. <laughs> they make the box that's behind you. You know, they make like one of the game consoles. Anyway, you know, so it's like I'm like they have a subscription called Game Pass. You know, it's like I gotta you know reverse engineer like eight things. But I it was interesting because I was telling him about it and he's like, oh, so like. You were like a like a big shot over there. People were like there and they're like clapping for you and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's weird. <laughs> um, was it yeah. awesome though? Yeah, it was super fun. Um, I wish I had like more time to have talked with like, you know, people in the audience and stuff. But I also spent like time on at the VIP with my brother because I brought him. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of like a super lot of time for chit chat and stuff like that to that degree. But yeah, I loved it. It was super fun. Um, and like, as far as go- playing games live too, I feel like it's definitely a chiller game to play live because it's like, we're just making choices and hanging yeah. out. Um, and it, you know, it's a smaller, shorter version of everything we do here. So I, you know, felt super comfortable doing it. You know, if I was Mike, that now that'd be stressful. I'm like, Hey, I'm just hanging out with Mike, you know, this is Mike's show. I just showed up here. Um, but it was super though. fun. Yeah. So Mike did a great job. Go we too. Mike is like made for this kind of thing. I feel like he has such an energy to him. Like he's always on. So -hmm. it's like, just keep going. And and he didn't, he rocked it. Um, so yeah, it was super fun. I had a good time with it. And, uh, yeah, that was the first, uh, first of hopefully many, uh, live events. Was this your first time meeting Paris as well? Mm -hmm. My first time meeting Paris, first time meeting Mike, first time meeting Joey. Um, God, is there anyone there that I knew? I don't know that I think about it. Yeah. I don't think there is. Now that I've one met day in person. We'll meet, Janet, one day. I, I don't know. know it feels like we've met, right? Yeah, it does. But that's but not it, true. We haven't, which is weird. No. But but all right. So that, that was thing number one I want to talk about. Thing number two, because right. we joked about it before. This is kind this of is funny, Janet Daly. This is what it is. Uh your background blew my mind this morning where I learned something. There was a big reveal that there is a mirror over your left shoulder. 
<laughs> and that is yep. not just more shelves. That is just a reflection of the other shelves, mm -hmm. making it look like a lot of shelves. Don't yes. get rid of the shelves, Janet. Don't do it. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we talked about this, I think, once before, maybe with Bless. But yeah, like I can just kind of. It's just it's all just replicating behind me. Um, and I like this because, and again, if if you're a deep cut, if you've like seen every episode, maybe you've heard me mention this before, but it's cool because it shows just like the other angle of the things that would otherwise be blocked. Mm -hmm. So like this shelf with like this little dinosaur glowy thing, like that's directly behind my um, chair. So you wouldn't be able to see it, but you can because of the mirror and it's very convenient. Um, and then also I love it because I have like I use this to kind of store random things that I need to make pull off for stream. So like if my controllers die or something, I need to swap things out. I can just kind of reach here and just like roll out a little cart and then it's all good to go. Um, even though it's normally not that smooth when I'm actually doing it live. It's very like, I'm like, hold on, let me get my cable. <laughs> but I could be smooth. Someone with my setup could have a smooth transition. Yes, but yes. yeah. Anything well, else in your in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit? Um, I think that's it's it been for a while. now. Oh, well, I want to give a shout out if you could. Uh, oh, no, wait, it's right there. The hot new 64 VHS behind you. I never oh, yeah, noticed yeah, yeah. that. That is a fantastic addition. You are a woman of art. It's clear. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Um, that is one thing my dad saved. And I think he knows what that is and what it means uh, as far as his gaming uh, knowledge goes. But let's go ahead and get into it. We got a lot of awesome stuff today uh, as far as stories go. It's review roundup season today. We got review roundups for Stray, for As Dust Falls. We got God of War, uh, Ragnarok story details and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support Kind of Funny. Make sure you always check too that's on there because mine keeps toggling off for some reason. Every like two I just, weeks it goes away. My crew thing um, updated, you know, I got my crew money and then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in it now. I said I'd cancel before it hit and mm. I'm back in it, back at like a bad habit. So uh, make sure you're re-upping that each time uh, to be part of the show. Be sure to head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above gets right in and silver members or above get the show ad free alongside the exclusive daily post show. Let's get into that housekeeping. The Gamescast is a double dose of reviews this morning. We've got Stray and As Dust Fall thoughts from Greg, Bless, Andy, and Snowbike Mike. After this episode of KFGD, we're doing a Puzzle Quest 3 sponsor stream before some KFW shenanigans. So come join the kingdom and win some codes live on Twitch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. A thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Gordon McGuire, Al Tribesman. Today we're brought to you by Me Undies, Athletic Greens, and ExpressVPN. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin. What is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got five stories here today. A baker's dozen. And let's start with the Stray Review Roundup. It is currently sitting on a Metacritic at an 84. Those reviews went live about an hour ago. Uh, and let's start with Tom Marks at IGN, who gave it an 8 out of 10 for greats, uh, with the verdict reading as follows. 
Stray is a delightful adventure in a dark but endearingly hopeful cyberpunk world. And that's thanks in no small part to the fact that you are playing as an adorable cat the whole time. Its mix of simple platforming and puzzles with item hunting quests is balanced very well across the roughly five hour story. And though I wish my movement was a little more nimble during that time, I still loved hopping across rooftops, scampering through back alleys to find its well hidden secrets. The new ideas it introduces along the way help keep things fresh, um, as fresh as a new bag of litter too, even if not all of those ideas work quite as well as others. But whether I was scratching at a carpet or curling up into a ball and taking a cat nap, Stray does a great job of setting itself apart in a way that feels like more than just a novelty. Alessandro uh, Barbosa over GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10, calling the game superb. Like, that is their scale as what 9 out of 10 means at GameSpot. Uh, the end of that review reads, Stray's ultimate strength is how well its overall design embodies the unique perspective and capabilities of its protagonists. But it also doesn't rely on this to be the only distinguishing feature of the entire adventure. A lot of the enjoyment throughout Stray's runtime comes from how well each scenario is designed for the abilities of its feline hero and how empowering it is to be able to navigate its gorgeous hubs of derelict, derelict, so it's, it's probably neat but cities with the additional agility on offer uh it's or it offers its puzzles are routinely satisfying to solve and all work in service of a charming story with a satisfying conclusion with the pacing only knocked slightly off by some slightly less than stellar combat scenarios in the first half thankfully they're not prevalent enough to detract from the otherwise captivating adventure that stray is and that it tells a tale that will likely linger with you long after the credits have rolled uh sam leverage over at games radar gave it a 4.5 out of 5, saying regardless of whether you're a cat lover or just fancy a brilliant little platformer to sink into, Stray is an excellent romp. Yes, it does help if you're a cat lover because it's so beautifully animated and captures the cat personality so perfectly, but there's so much to love here. Um, Between the alluring semi-post-apocalyptic story, the dense atmospheric world, uh, and the cast of quirky characters that inhabit it, Blue 12 Studio has created a fantastic experience here. Stray is the perfect game to make everybody want to be a cat this summer and then rounding out with um, us, uh, I do have my own review over on my outlet, Pen to Pixels. Uh, and for me, I give it a four out of five for great. Uh, I said Stray Movement is a cat lover who relishes the opportunity to explore and tinkle, tinker with detailed environments. It's a straightforward experience with pretty simple puzzles. But the act of completing them is its own satisfaction because the process of leaping across buildings and interacting with everything can be a joy in and of itself. And then over here on Kind of Funny, where you can listen to the Games Cap episode that has... Um, the uh, as this falls and stray uh we gave it a three out of five for okay um and i was on that review so i can't really speak more to the conversations i do know that it was a lot of talking about how it's generally just kind of fine um and i think the puzzles and kind of the overall objectives were a bit of a uh sticking point for people potentially that's like words i got from greg and bless because i like texted them as soon as i finished the game and i'm like yo this game right and then they're like oh man i don't know yeah no i i hosted i hosted the games cast so uh, i I was there yeah for the whole review and uh andy mike sorry not mike andy bless and greg all gave it a three out of five separately um for very similar reasons and a lot of that came came down to the fact that they think that it was a really good cat simulator but it wasn't a really good video game uh and i think all of them said that in different ways and kind of involving um wanting more from it uh or less from it where it kind of felt like that five hour mark there wasn't enough meat there to make it like worth that entire experience 
but if they added more and kind of had uh there's a couple moments in it that are a little bit more open if there were more of those that were a little more fleshed out and it was a slightly longer experience they think they would have liked a little bit more uh but they enjoyed their time with it but greg said that overall like he isn't going to really think about this game as anything but just a good cat game uh, or a good cat simulator uh in the future and that was kind of the vibe overall um and yeah like even greg brought up you giving it you texting him and being like <laughs> stray though and he was like oh i'm kind of surprised about this but we had a long <laughs> conversation about how um th- it, the game definitely feels like if you are a cat lover it's going to affect you differently and that's a good thing like that they nail all of those aspects of it so uh if if you are into hanging out being a cat this is the game for you uh, Barrett in the in the chat says, uh, kind of funny, secretly being funded by Big Dog finally comes out. Yeah, it's no um, secret. I'm like, kind of funny's review. I think Greg was like, man, fuck that cat. Like I was like, damn, man, pretty pretty harsh harsh words from Greg Miller. But you know, I don't think it went for- that hard, but it was not. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> it was, you know, we gotta read between the lines here. But um, yeah, what is your? Are you looking to play this game? Like, did the review sway yeah. you one way or the other? Like, how are you? At- what's what's your cat background too? Also, oh, I- I'm like, I can't believe y'all don't know. Did anyone on that review even have a cat? Greg had a cat growing up. Right, like no cat people. I was like, wow, kind of funny Talk fake gamers out here. No Talk cats are even represented here. Yeah, um, but you know. Kev has a cat, but he wasn't on it. sucks. I don't like cats, though. (laughs) So, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, But, no, I'm very much looking forward to it. I will say that being on the review and especially knowing the taste of Greg, Andy, and Bless and how they relate to mine, uh, it did kind of bum me out. I I wanted Stray to to kind of really knock it out of the park and be one of those really, really, really special indie games. Despite me not being a cat person, I am a, a new dog person. So, like, I... I can look at that cat and imagine it's a Pomeranian and it works for me. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's similar enough in movement and, and just what they're doing and how low to the ground they are that I feel like it, I am interested in this game for that reason. Um, but it bums me out that a lot of it, what I was excited for was kind of like the platforming and it seems like it's less platforming and it's more kind of just like guided linear. Yeah. It's um, it was interesting because I was like looking through these review blurbs and like a couple people brought up like platforming as like the genre seed. And I literally Googled. I'm like, how do we? Ge-? I mean, there's not like a, a key place to go for that kind of information. But I'm like, how do we generally categorize platformers? And usually it's just the movement yeah. and the, the traversal of it. Um, but I don't really think of this at, like I like to put a big asterisk on this game being a platformer because you are not inherently doing the jump like to me one of the core tenets of platforming is not just the fact that you are jumping. It is that that is the core activity that you are needing to execute. Like it's the craft that you hone in terms of being able to gauge distance and being able to land the jumps. Like you can't miss a jump in stray because it's like magnet, it's magnetized platforming where you get like a button prompt and then you just kind of zoop around. That being said, I still really enjoyed it. Um, I was sad when I first heard that it wasn't like a traditional platformer, but then once I played it, I'm like, yeah, they totally made the right call. I feel so powerful just zooping around everywhere. And it is just like a blast and a half. I really loved my time with this game. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. And I'll be curious to see how it shakes out as more people get their hands on it, especially people that have a different association with the animal. Because I do think, well, I don't think you need to love cats to see that this game is cool. I do think it hits different when you have a cat. Like I literally played this game about cats as a cat 
next to my cat. And I was like, this is like a one-to-one. Like I saw like all of the details were just totally there. And you just become like enamored with it in a different way. Because like one thing I mentioned like in my review was it's a fun kind of angle because since it's a game, you're both the observer and the active participant of this cat. And if you have a cat, you know that just looking at your cat is is a good time i can sit there and watch my cat do nothing and i'm like i fucking love this cat and it's like why she doesn't do anything i'm like no she's great look at her and it's like that but you also get the freedom to move around so um i I don't know i just totally loved it i was a little surprised to hear that everyone was a little bit less enamored by it but we'll see tim i'll be interested to see where you shake out what would you say our our similarities are because i feel like we're similar but i don't know if our game yeah i don't know i think on the nintendo side perhaps there's a lot more overlap between us but yeah i mean from what i've heard of your takes on certain franchises like uncharted i don't know that we agree about things (laughs) but you know (laughs) nathan drake and this cat totally it's apples and oranges you know Mm -hmm. it's cats and killers all right it's totally different um but yeah uh, I'll be interested to see what, what you think about it when it comes out. Again, this is going to be on uh, PlayStation Plus Extra, yeah. so that second tier. Uh, it is sort of the, I would I would argue, kind of the headliner. I'm, obviously, they have other games that maybe have oh, more critical sure. acclaim on there, but it's like the big spicy one, the new one. Um, so we'll see what people it's think great. about it as they get their hands on it. But again, sitting at 84 Metacritic, people tend to like it. I actually couldn't find really a more negative review. Granted, I didn't have like an infinite amount of time to look, but I was looking to try to get a, a little bit more of a scope, and um, I didn't really find anything from outlets that I frequent. But I'm yeah, sure I mean, it'll look, come up over time. The, you know, the reality here, and I, I see a couple people in the chat talking about this. It's like the kind of funny has the lowest review on this. Uh, three out of five is in no ways a negative review, and we had three separate people all come to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're crazy outliers. There's at least three people that have the I same thoughts. I will say thought, two, so. yeah, with like you know one, two, two made it count. Um, but yeah. no, and, and genuinely, like even just quickly chatting with like Greg and Bless, like off of content about it, like I in having played it and having loved it, I know why someone would give it that kind of score and why someone wouldn't be as enamored by it because I do think that it's lacking in some of, um, you know, in more intriguing puzzles, like in, in better combat. Like I see the things that it's weak with. Um, for me, I just feel like it, everything is in service of that exploration. And I think that's what makes it work, but on their own, like if you're looking for like, Oh, I just want a really good puzzle game. Like it doesn't quite hit that, you know, it doesn't quite hit store. Like I can see where it's sort of lacking and why someone maybe wouldn't be as into it. Um, but generally as it stands, people tend to shake out positive. So hopefully if you, uh, um, are looking forward to this game that it meets your expectations. It's also a very hyped game. So I'm kind of, um, I'm a little nervous to see what other people think about it as it's, as it's coming I mean, it's out. It's not but... a very hyped game. We need to like really? be realistic about oh, this. No, people that like cats are super excited about this. Otherwise, a lot like, of people. Oh, there no, are so no. many cat people. Exactly. Are, they're, they're you gonna, know? And I'm, they're going to enjoy this game. Like for and sure. Would, Let's I add an totally... extra point. It's a four out of five, everybody. Okay. If you're a cat I, person. Okay. I will say, I will say, I think as far as indie games go, it's a pretty hyped game. It has the backing of PlayStation. It's been super heavily marketed. It's on, it's been talked about on most major podcasts. A lot of major outlets covered it. Like that's, that's kind of where I land on that. And that doesn't mean that it's going to deliver. I mean, we've seen many things, you know, drop the ball on that front, but it's one that I, a lot of people that are hardcore into the scene are, are looking forward to this. So Hopefully that uh, works out for those people. Um, speaking of reviews, let's go into story number two and talk about As Dusk Falls. Um, 
and do that review roundup that's currently sitting at a 76 on metacritic on the xbox series x there's a pc one too that's kind of in a, a similar vein uh we'll start with gabriel moss over at ign who gave it a 9 out of 10 for amazing with the verdict as dust falls is a masterwork of branching storytelling that makes the best of its out of its comic book style animations which end up giving you the opportunity to fill the negative space with your imagination and this works surprisingly well during some of the most intense scenes it's an impressive solo experience, but its eight-player mode makes it a potential hit at family or friend gatherings where gamers and non-gamers mix. The elusive mix of gamers and non-gamers. That's me editorializing. Sorry. Just the thought of <laughs> gamers and non-gamers finally coming together is just like a funny visual in my mind. Uh, the piece continues. Its many possible choices mixed with the emotional intensity of its expressive voice cast make it a great recommendation for fans of crime dramas like Breaking Bad and Fargo. Virtually, no one is safe from the consequences of your actions, but even if you make a choice that results in an unwanted consequence or mess up one simplistic quick time event the story can still manage to spiral out in several interesting ways uh, that you won't expect even upon subsequent playthroughs that makes it a joy to approach again and again until you uncover each character's secrets and mentally reconstruct the story's bigger picture um hayward hefford over at rock paper shotgun also seems hot on this uh, they don't do scored reviews but they sort of end with aside from some glaringly wooden dialogue in early chapters as dust falls is a thrilling story that had me hanging on every word it immediately establishes an incredibly tense situation and i couldn't stop playing until i'd seen it through while some might stop after one playthrough, the narrative flowchart for each chapter shows there's much more to experience, and the ability to jump back in at any point of the story is a welcome alternative to doing an entirely new run. As it became apparent that the story was drawing to a close, I found myself desperately hoping for just one more scene so that I didn't have to leave the characters behind so soon. Whether As Dusk Falls gets a direct sequel remains to be seen, but one thing is certain, I can't wait to see what Interior Night does next. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, I want to pull in uh, Jordan Midler from VGC, who gave it a 2 out of 5, saying, For every well-developed moment of story interaction, for every revelation that took us by surprise, and for every interesting piece of art, it's undercut by dialogue that vastly between contemporary drama and first-year university projects and an art style that benefits the quiet moments but utterly wrenches any momentum of action from the piece uh, and then ends with as dust falls is an often engaging story that's let down by its mechanics and in some cases its art style this exact same story told in a traditional graphical style may not have been a as visually unique but we feel it would have held the action together more successfully and ratcheted up the tension, um, which, as it stands, is very weak. That could be that could mostly be powered through if it weren't for the controls. Controls so inconsistent, so antithetical to being able to actually play the game that we were convinced it was a bug. In a game with such little interaction, it's unbelievable that, that actually doing the little that you're tasked with is such a chore, a chore that gets worse as the game progresses. And then, of course, rounding out with over a kind of funny, we gave it a four out of five for great. And Tim, you can kind of speak to that conversation. Yeah, Mike uh, gave it a four out of five. Bless gave it a four out of five. And Greg hasn't beat it yet. He has two more chapters that he's working through. So he's almost done with the game. And he is on pace to give it out of four out of five. But he's not ready to say that quite yet. Um, it's funny because like even with Jordan Midler's uh, two out of five review, a lot of the things he says our guys kind of uh, agree with. It just isn't. Mm -hmm to the detriment uh, as much as it seems to be to, to Jordan. And it the the big thing is how much they love the story, how much they love how the choices seem to dramatically change the story and still come to results that are satisfying. And um, they were praising the controls and how accessible it is to anybody to be able to play and how it does kind of 
it's not the telltale type of game. It is uh, very much a, you are just watching a story and making choices to make the story continue to happen. Um, and they were making the same point that like the art style enhances that in some ways, sometimes can be a little bit weird, but um, overall they're really high on it. Yeah, I, I've only played chapter one, so I definitely am not ready to give like a big critical um, take on it either way, but I really enjoyed what I played of it. I will say the, the so for people that maybe don't know, um, and I think reviews did a pretty solid job kind of describing it, but the art style is kind of these painted scenes that are have very like light animation between them almost as if like you had like there are times where you can read like certain graphic novels like on an ipad where it'll like have a very light animation of the panels it's kind of like that but just not like as distinctly paneled is kind of yeah, how i andy, would describe it andy described it as like the most beautiful like storyboard uh animatic that he's ever seen yes. before and that it works for the most part but there are times where this the animation doesn't kind of live up to the action that is uh trying to be explained and the last thing i want to say about uh the review mm -hmm. that on gamescast was uh blessed one as far as saying that he thinks that this is the best story in games this year and that mm -hmm. he thinks that this game might end up in his top five Wow, that's really high. Um, I, I'm I'm really impressed by it so far. Again, I'm only chapter one in into chapter one of it. Um, but for the art style, it definitely I was a bit taken aback by it because it is so different. Um, and I, I still don't know where I ex fully land on it in terms of is it the best way to visually depict the story that is being told. But after a bit, I got used to it. Um, again, this is As Dust Falls, which is uh, coming to Game Pass as well. So definitely check it out if if nothing else to see what you think. Um, but the decisions in the drama was really what did it for me as I was playing through chapter one with my brother. And then, of course, I did it again on stage at the event that we did. Um, and I was really into it. And one thing I said um, during that event that kind of, I think, to me spoke to how exciting and interesting what's happening in the story is, is the fact that uh, my boyfriend, who does not play story games, was like in the background doing work or whatever. He knew we were playing. He was hanging out. And then he was like, oh, choose this. Say you're on the run. And I'm like, whoa, you're not even playing this game. All right. Like, back, <laughs> back up. All right. This is, you know. Uh, even though it has, it has multiplayer uh, in it as well. But um, I think that kind of spoke to the intrigue of it. If if people who aren't into that genre can still be sort of gravitated towards it just because you get excited by by how dramatic and how intense the stakes are. Um, and I think the the general like cutting back and forth between the sort of different characters, I think, was really well done as well. And when it got to the end of the chapter and they do that map out and that show of the choices, granted, you can argue that other games could do that and it could look as impressive. However, most games don't do that. Um, so I think that really helps drive home how varied the choices are, how different the things can be. It's the most impressive narrative structure um, that I've seen since I played Detroit Become Human, which again, flawed game. I got I got critics for Detroit Become Human, but narratively in terms of those choices and the drama, I still remain impressed by oh, what sure. was done there. Yeah. Even though like some of the plot stuff, I'm like, ah, I don't know about this dichotomy. I definitely don't know about every cage, right? Like there's definitely issues there, but just from the structure of it, I haven't been that impressed since then. So I'm very much looking forward to continuing my playthrough. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think definitely, I think both of these reviews speak to the fact that a lot of times reviewers have the same criticisms and praises, but that may be weighted more or less heavily just based on how you think the game overall pulled it off. And like to speak to, you know, Jordan Midler's more um, negative review, it speaks to a lot of things that like y'all saw as well, but it just wasn't as deep. Um, and I think that's totally 
the case a lot of times when we see these like varying review scores. So well, especially um, yeah. with a story based game, like and this game is entirely story. Like that that is what the game is. There's no other gameplay on top of that. And uh, I do think it's uh, important to note that like the review, all the positive reviews of it are bringing up things like Breaking Bad and Fargo and like these shows. Ozarks was brought up uh, as well, Kevin. Uh, but the uh, my favorite thing was Mike was listing all the dramatic shows that it reminds him of, and he was just like, yeah, Breaking Bad, Fargo, and Ozark, and uh, those jabronis on the motorcycles. <laughs> Talking about Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you guys get that immediately, though? Yeah, oh yeah, oh well, yeah. Then it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, yeah. if it works, it works. It um, works, man. So yeah, I just think that like th- that's a pretty great set of shows and stories to be comparing this video game, narrative-based video game story to. So if you're into that type of stuff, I think that this game is going to be for you, and it's on Game Pass. Yeah, so at the very least, you know, check it out if you're if you're interested in story stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go ahead and finish that. I still have, um, as far as story driven stuff, I still have the quarry too. So it'll be interesting to see where it shakes out. But I, I totally can see how, even from that first chapter how it may end up being that high in terms of uh, the story quality for the year uh, so far. But speaking of games coming to Game Pass, let's talk about. Let's come into Game Pass. Uh, we got some highlights that uh, Nebelian over on Twitter pulled out. And then, of course, you can go to uh, news.xbox.com to get the full post detailing, you know, all the games, uh, all the information about all that stuff. But we got July 19th, uh, Watch Dogs 2, As Dusk Falls, which we just talked about right now. Ashes of the Singularity Escalation. Uh, July 20, 21st, we have uh, MotoGP 22, uh, Torment Tides of Numenera. And July 29th, Inside, one of the Inside, best games I've ever played, ever. That game is so freaking good. Um, and if for some reason you didn't like, um, God, what's the other one? Limbo? Limbo. Which I, I like Limbo fine. You know, I don't want people to walk. I know I know what you're always going to do. You're going to walk away being like, Jenna doesn't like Limbo. I liked Limbo fine. Limbo didn't change my life the way it did for some people. Inside, though, it, Inside hits, like, so incredibly hard. Um, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Inside. Um, Inside. It's a came up a couple times during the uh, Stray review and uh, in comparison. I thought of Inside during Stray too. Games. Not that Stray is as good as Inside. But that, and that was, that's that's a lot of the thing where it's like uh, some of our guys felt like there were uh, elements of the game that were attempting a Stray or uh, uh, Inside-like story or quality and they really missed the mark on it and that was kind of a, a bigger disappointment for them overall from a story and character perspective um, <laughs> of this cat. <laughs> yeah, inside. I think the... It seems weird to like when you guys. OK, so everyone in the chat, go July 29th, download Inside um, and then well, before that, play Stray, then play Inside. And then you're going to be like, that's what they were talking about, because mm-hmm. if you do, if you play both those games, I think it's the way that the cinematography and the lighting is done. Like Stray has a very evocative and stylized world where everything is very intentional and fleshed out in how they handle lighting and how they handle sound design, too. Like that's one thing I mentioned. Stray sound design is ridiculously good i think it has the best sound design of anything i've played this year um you know whether or not you think the game's fire or not the sound design hits um and i think inside also really nails that in terms of atmosphere and creating like moments of like stress and also having like inside's like a master class of creating i think small puzzle or escape vignettes for the player to go through um and then you just get those over and over again uh yeah it's just it's an incredible incredible game and super short too isn't it like Two hours. two hours or something yeah. two amazing it'll, hours it'll be two of some of the best a- and then when you fi- it's like it is so good then it just becomes a roller coaster you put your hands up and then you're done and then you get crazy game hangover yeah. at the end of that game oh so true kevin have you played inside i have not 
Oh, that, that is a stream we need to do. Is Kevin playing oh, inside? Because it's yes. two hours, and I feel like it, Kev. There, it's puzzle based, and it's uh, it is puzzles. gonna it's gonna get you. Puzzles. That's gonna be a stream, man. Mm. I'm making that a note. That would be a good one. Um, but yeah, Mike. that's yeah. To me, that's the I think the hottest game on this uh, coming to Game Pass. You know, shout out to Watch Dogs too, too. And and as this falls, like I said, I, it seems like an interesting one to be in there. And then I do want to shout out uh, something that again Nabellian point out in um, that kind of summary of the coming to Game Pass section. Uh, new titles with Xbox Touch Control support. We got Citizen Sleeper, Disc Room, Escape Academy, Garden Story, Little Witch in the Woods, Lost and Random, Space Lines from the Far Out. Um, Umaraganji Generation, Yakuza Zero, Kiwami, uh, and Kiwami Two. Like what? K Two? I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Um, as does False. There you go. Those are the ones that have touch uh, controls support. And I think it's really cool to see. Like from this list, I'm excited about Citizen Sleeper. Even though I don't know when I'm getting back to Citizen Sleeper, because that very much feels like a a PC type game. And playing it on console was fine. Like I actually really liked the con- how the controls were approached. But I do think that I could see the ways that it would benefit from having that touchscreen integration. Um, but what about you? Have you done much like with touchscreen stuff? Are you doing the xCloud stuff? Where you at with that, Tim? Uh, I'm, I'm, the xCloud stuff is really cool. I'm not a big touch guy when it comes to that type of stuff. Like I've played begrudgingly. I've played some games, console games ported to mobile. Like I played through the Sonic games a bunch of times on like airplanes, like using the touch controls on my phone. But that works because that is fairly simple of uh, like Sonic games controls or just the one button and then moving um more modern games i'm not really looking to do that like i i I like controllers i like physical buttons so i'm gonna stick to that as much as possible i'm a big fan of things like the backbone and like having like i'm okay with controller clips and all that stuff so get me some buttons in my hands some big fat buttons i love them Outside of stuff that's mobile, where it's like, well, again, mobile, you can sometimes use like the backbone for certain things, but there are obviously games that are like designed around touchscreen. What on console, so like, I guess Switch, Wii U, um, I mean, a lot of like Nintendo's like handheld hardware, honestly. What has been your best touchscreen experience and your worst touchscreen experience? Ooh. Um, I mean, worst is pretty much the majority of them, if I'm being completely honest. What's best, the first one that comes to mind? I don't know. The things- bad one. Like I I have talked for years about how much I love Pagel as a franchise, mm. but specifically Pagel Blast. And I think that Pagel is best on touch devices. Like I don't like playing Pagel with the controller. So that'll be my answer. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, for me, I think God, what's my oh, man, the wor- I don't know. I think for for best on console um maybe like world of goo i feel like that works pretty well even though i could never like finish that game because i couldn't stack enough stuff so like, really world of goo you have not played world of goo I've, i'm not a, you know i'm not a goober can't say Honestly, i am don't even worry about it i feel like it's fine like it was i feel like it was like of an era hit but it's not like looking back on the eons of time i don't think the world's gonna be turning its lonely eye to world of goo um but i don't know let me know in the chat if like world of goo still hitting for you in 2022 in the chat Um, right now uh uh, celtic queen says rayman jungle run is great with touch controls that is a fantastic fantastic pull the rayman games on mobile that uh are essentially the the music based levels from from origins and legends but they take the music out of it and it's just a like they it's just a platformer essentially for rayman levels but it's all touch based and like it, it almost starts to feel like a rhythm game they're fantastic i absolutely adore those games are they still can i still download those now i'm pretty sure yeah i mean it's been a couple years since i played them but um i 
can't see why is they it just take him down. It's just but Rayman it's Run? Rayman? No, Rayman uh, Jungle. I'm going to look it up. Jungle something. There was two of them. Jungle Run? Yes. It's loading. Oh, I'm seeing Rayman. I'm seeing Rayman Adventures. I'm seeing Rayman mm. Mini on Apple Arcade. Mm-mm. That's all I'm seeing. Mm. That's that's mm. not. This is that. that is the, I don't know. Maybe those are new versions. I don't know. I don't know. Let me know in the chat if I should be down. I mean, it, I don't. It doesn't cost me anything to just hit the get. You know, it's funny they changed it from like install or download to get. Um, if I should hit the get on, on yeah. Rayman Adventures or Rayman Mini, um, let me know. Uh, but again, those are the things that we have here coming to Game Pass. So be sure to download those games and play them before they leave because I've downloaded many things and then they've left and they've come back and I still haven't played them. So uh, go do that. Hit the get on your Xbox or your pc or your phone mm-hmm. and uh for now you can remember that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by me undies are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already but thankfully me undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget because when you're living your best life the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat and i know that from experience but you know what me undies has always been there to help me i'm always wearing my me undies shirts my lounge pants my lounge shorts my undies themselves the socks i'm a me undies fanboy wouldn't have it any other way i just absolutely love the soft micro modal fabric find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl meundies has a great offer for all of you out there for any first time purchasers you can get 15 off for a limited time if you sign up for the free to join meundies membership you get 25 off your first membership item to get 50 off your order 25 off your first membership item and 100 satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny shout out to express vpn for sponsoring this episode when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right well you don't want random passerbyers looking in on you so why would you let people look in on you when you go online your internet service provider knows every single website you visit express vpn puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone i use express vpn on all my devices whether it's my phone my desktop uh all everything anytime i'm using the internet just because i am trying to stay as safe as possible the best part is using express vpn is as easy as closing the bathroom door you just fire up the app you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny shout out to athletic greens for sponsoring this episode i started taking ag1 because i'm not a big pill guy i don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things but i wanted to make sure that i was taking care of my health now i've been using it the last couple months and i love it it doesn't taste like it's super healthy it has a fun tropical taste that i actually look forward to in the morning with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your 
gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focused, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Now let's talk about story number four, God of War Ragnarok's website updated with new story details. This comes from George Foster over at The Gamer. Uh, The official PlayStation website has updated its God of War Ragnarok page, giving the game's first story synopsis. Aside from one trailer and CG advert, we've barely seen anything of the game so far and only really know a few characters who will be in it, um, some of their motivations, and a few locations that Kratos and Atreus will visit. This lack of any kind of story synopsis was seemingly trying to keep the game as secret as possible, but the PlayStation website has now been updated alongside the launch of the Yachtner and Collector's editions of the game, giving a more official synopsis of the story and letting us know what Kratos and Atreus' journey is all about. The page now reads, From Santa Monica Studio comes the sequel to the critically acclaimed God of War 2018. Fimble Winter is well underway. Kratos and Atreus must journey to each of the nine realms in search of answers, as Asgardian forces prepare for a prophesied battle that will end the world. Along the way, (laughs) they will explore stunning mythical landscapes and face (laughs) fearsome enemies in the form of Norse gods and monsters. The threat of Ragnarok grows even closer. Kratos and Atreus must choose between their own safety and the safety of the realms. Let's fucking go! I can't wait for this game! The synopsis, or at least the mention of traveling through the Nine Realms um, and having their bond tested, matches up closely to the text that can be found on the back of the Collector's Edition Steelbook. That passage is written in Norse, and when translated, it reads... Twilight beacons. The bear and wolf travel the realms nine, hoping to stop that which seems inevitable. Their bond will be tested, yet they must hold together for the good of all. The fuck but then, like, which one of them about, dies now? Like, which one of them dies? You know, like, held together. <laughs> what could they mean when it says together? Could it mean that they're apart? Like, anyway, what Tim, what does this do for you? Uh, I mean, it excites me, but like, yeah, it is just a bunch of gibberish as far as I'm concerned. That was the most angry way I've ever heard anyone say it excites me. I mean, I guess guess I'm like... No, I just, I am not well read (laughs) when it comes to mythology of any form unless it is the MCU. So uh, with that, I'm excited to be hearing about my my Asgardian homies and all that stuff. And I, I think that is one of the more... Uh, exciting elements to me of the 2018 god of war was kind of the the change in um locales and storylines that we got from the original god of war series and uh how far they're going to take that you know like seeing the the little like hub where there's like all the different realms that you can go to like that is so cool i absolutely loved god of war 2018 obviously uh what are your thoughts on god of war 2018 before we before i get too far realizing are we aligned or not janet garcia I enjoyed uh, God of War 2018. Um, fun fact, I actually never fully finished it. I got pretty far in and I just got caught up in other things. So I'm doing a fresh playthrough pretty soon. And we're do, re-review, doing the review for PS I Love You. But I played all the like original God of War games except for 
the really like random spin. Like I played Chains of Olympus as like my ancillary ones, um, one. but yeah, as my as my PSP one, Chains of Olympus. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like enjoyed God of War. Like I enjoyed the puzzle solving, the combat. I am still. It might be one of the best video game openings ever. Um, I think that moment where it dips you out of cutscene and you're into gameplay kind of blew my mind when I first played it back then. And um, yeah, I'm excited for this next release. I again, I don't really need you know, any additional story information necessarily. Like, is would you what would you want to see? So if we get a state of play on this game, which we yeah. probably will, mm-hmm. what would you want? to get from that me personally nothing i'm good i'm sold i'm uh, i'm gonna get this game no matter what yeah but like i understand they need to market the game they need to push Mm -hmm. it this is like this god of war is pretty much as mainstream as you could possibly get right they they spent years growing this playstation 4 and now 5 audience and they're trying to sell millions in the tens of millions range of this game as soon as possible so we're going to be seeing a lot of this game no matter what you're watching you're going to be watching your basketball games your football games i don't know what season sports are but whatever maybe maybe some tennis maybe some some badminton i'm not sure you're going to be seeing ragnarok shoved down your throats in a whole bunch of ways so prepare for that so for me i don't need to see it and say to play we're gonna get one we're probably gonna react to it that's just the the way of the world <laughs> um but yeah i mean yo you it's impossible to not be excited for this game every single thing going into it sounds good so cool yeah um same here like i don't really need any additional information but we obviously like we'll be getting some and i think i don't know i'm just interested to see what they do with this in terms of it being a sequel like a direct sequel to like 2018 and how it might how can you elevate something that already was deemed a masterpiece is always an interesting question for um a studio to be like set with and it's not like a i think a common thing to have happened either so it'll it's always interesting to see like how can a 10 follow up a 10 and i'm excited to see them try to rise to that occasion and, and what they end up coming up with um but yeah as far as the you know you mentioned like the ads on tv and stuff i always feel like that um leonardo dicaprio meme with the pointing whenever there's like a game thing on tv i'm like oh it's like that's it's the us. thing that we that's always yeah thing. that's uh, <laughs> that's gamer culture when gamers and non-gamers collide yeah i mean i always um, lose my shit when it's like when you see the the pull quotes and it's like game spot or like game informer like i know those oh my people God. life goal to be i well not life goal because i can't really work towards that actively other than just to keep working um i have been dying to have like a pull quote somewhere oh yeah i'm like, no, Janet, I'm like you're i see nice things sometimes like oh you'll get it on there i'm like okay not a lot of people review this game like i have to be the only <laughs> Like I'm just gonna start going for the deep cuts, um, yeah. and that's how I'll, I'll get in there. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of uh, upcoming games, let's talk about story number five. Uh, Soul Frame looks like Warframe crossed with Princess Mononoke. Uh, Bless actually had tossed this into the Slack channel as something that uh, he thought looked cool, so I want to draw a little bit of attention to it as well. Uh, this comes from again PC Gamer, who writes at Digital Extremes annual event. Uh, Tenocon, the Canadian studio revealed what's coming in the next update and expansion for its flagship game, Warframe. The time loop themed Duvery Paradox. Sure. Digital Extremes looked uh, to the past for the big announcement to come out of Technocon 2022. It's making a fantasy game called Soulframe. Digital, Digital Extremes are calling Soulframe a, quote, free-to-play action hybrid MMORPG. So it's fair to expect it won't be a million miles from Warframe and how it plays, only with less electric ballerinas and mech suits made of dead people and more magical sword fights. Okay, this just makes me feel like I gotta play Warframe. Anyway, the, cinem- the cinematic trailer features a stag covered in ritual paraphernalia 
Amelia, as well as Friendly Bird and a giant wolf in need of rescue, which gives it a definite Princess Mononoke vibe. Conflict between humans and nature will apparently be a theme of Soul Frame. With, quote, with soul frames, world building, and thematic elements, we are really looking to go back to our childhood favorites and pull inspiration from the elaborate fantasy worlds that we fell in love with growing up, says Jeff Crooks, Soul Frames creative director. Our team is really interested in this idea of nature and humanity colliding, and we'll be exploring a lot of those themes through our own lens while playing with ideas and of restoration and exploration. Though no release date has been announced, Digital Extreme says Warframe fans will be familiar with the buildup to its release, which will be transparent, collaborative, and an interactive process. And those finding out interested in finding out more can visit the Soulframe website at www.soulframe.com for an interactive puzzle before registering their email for updates and given an opportunity to reserve their in-game name by declaring their envoy. Tim, is this for you? Uh, for me, no, but I think this is really awesome news, and I think that it is a fantastic example of what video games are capable of. So yesterday, uh, last night, I was on the DLC podcast with uh, Jeff Kanata and Christian Spicer. You should go check it out. It was a fantastic episode uh, breaking down the last week of news, and we we talked about this story. And um, something I thought was really interesting is Warframe is this game that has existed now for the last decade, came out kind of had a rough launch tales oldest time as we've heard with these type of games it's so big but it has a player base and they stuck to it and they kept updating kept updating kept updating and now people love it the game is fantastic it has a dedicated community that is like every day playing they're getting their updates they're getting their drops and they are happy it is a happy fan base uh playing this game that so many of us have never even touched yet it's one of the biggest things in the world i was bringing up how crazy it is that back in the day video games used to just be I have a Nintendo or I have a Sega. And then eventually they got a little bit more complicated over time. But there was this moment where everyone played everything if you could. If you liked gaming, there was only a handful of games per year that were like the must plays. It's impossible to play everything now. And the amount of gamers out there, people that would refer to themselves as hardcore gamers that have never touched League of Legends is probably a ridiculous amount, right? And that's always surprising to me that there can be these verticals of gaming, genre of games that so many people have never even touched, yet they are some of the most popular in the world. Warframe, I think, is a great example of that. Now, they have kind of perfected the frame-like uh, game with, with Warframe, and now they're doing this, and I don't think it's coincidence that after the success of something like Elden Ring, which similarly was the culmination of the success of all the souls games and the FromSoft games over the last decade i think this is a, a brilliant move by them to kind of invoke the idea of souls with this fantasy era really focusing on the world and this living breathing world that even if you're not playing it still there's still story beats happening and incentivizing you to come back and play combining that with the tried and true genre that they've kind of nailed with warframe and with that audience this is kind of a potential best of both worlds for them to have that perfect meet in the middle of the Venn diagram and have a success, hopefully from day one, as opposed to Warframe, right? Um, and maybe this will be one of those things in the same way people were like, you know what, I'm going to give Elden Ring a shot because I've heard so many good things about these Souls games over the years. And Elden Ring now one of the highest selling games of all time in America. Like the Elden Ring hit for people, not just Souls people, it hit. I think that taking that, those same people might be like, oh, I've heard a lot of really good things about Warframe. I want to give Soulframe a chance. So I think this is really cool. 
Do you think you're going to check out Soul Frame not when it comes chance. out, or they're just not a chance? No, because okay, well, I'm. Um, what I, I I'm not going to say I would because I have so many things in mind on that. I don't know what my life's going to be like when this thing ends up dropping for real. Um, I have played a little bit of Warframe just to kind of like see what it was about, but nothing um, too like in depth in that. Uh, no, but I do think like the sort of environmental like dressing and sort of like narrative that they're kind of constructing around this one does seem more appealing to me than warframe does i don't know if that's mm -hmm. enough to like win me over but i'm curious to know um because like mmorpg is also just like an out of my wheelhouse genre like you were mentioned with like league that i also put that in that category though i did play league like once on a very very dying laptop that i took a long <laughs> time to download it onto because my roommate was like in college was like oh no you gotta you gotta try league it's gonna be cool and i'm like okay i'm like man this install is like 12 hours this is like um freaking uh dial-up energy it's like reminded me of like when i was a kid i downloaded um itunes on the family computer on our dial-up internet and it took eight hours and my mom was so pissed because she couldn't use the phone that whole time she's like is it actually not done yet i'm like i'm sorry i can't stop now or it's all for nothing if i stop we're in too deep like this yep. is our lives now yep. anyway so that's traumatic experience aside I don't, I, I don't know if I'll be digging into Soul Frame, but I'm curious to know, Tim, before we close out the show, what's the last game, whether it's genre or franchise, just like you weren't interested in whatever, that surprisingly got you? Where you're like, this isn't a Tim game, but I'm actually weirdly, what's your Tim outlier game? Everyone that's listened to Kind of Funny for years has heard the story a million times, so I, I'm sorry for that. But it, a uh, it is it is easily Fire Emblem. Uh, back in the day, I got addicted to Super Smash Brothers. That's no secret. And in Melee, I was introduced to Roy and Marth. And I'm like, who are these characters? Like, how is there a Nintendo video game that only has 25 iconic characters in it? And I don't even know who two of them are. That's so, so bizarre to me, so weird. And it was because those games had never made it to America. Eventually, uh, Fire Emblem Seven came to Game Boy Advance, and I was like, eh, "I don't know about that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get it." But eventually, Fire Emblem uh, Nine came out on GameCube, and it was uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, and that was with Ike, who was going to be in Smash Bros. Brawl. And I was, like, you know what? I'm going to give this one a shot. And it immediately became one of my favorite games of all time. I was just blown away by the story, the characters, how much I cared about the permadeath situation and the, this, this tactical uh, game. I just never thought I would ever be into a tactical RPG. And it completely opened my eyes that I was wrong. I was totally not looking at a genre that I truly deeply love. Uh, and nowadays, like I am way more willing to try those games. And I often like them a lot because they there's a lot of depth there. The gameplay is fantastic and they back up really good stories. So Fire Emblem is, is definitely one. And I'm happy that when Awakening came out on 3DS, I feel like that was when it really had its mainstream moment that a lot of people had their Fire Emblem Awakening. I had to do nice. it. Yeah. You had to. I still need to uh, dig into Fire Emblem. I have not um, gotten into that one yet. But I think I have, I'm like kind of starting to get into tactics. Like I've have a couple tactics games that I've gone through where I think Fire Emblem could end up hitting for me, especially with the like additional like mechanical layers that they have with like three houses and stuff. But uh, I would say, Janet, to it. for you to get into to Fire Emblem, like I, I think that Awakening is is the move and like, i wouldn't recommend that to everybody but i feel like you're the type of person that like would be kind of down to go back to the 3ds and just okay. have like a fun little weekend i haven't been what's the last 3ds game you what's the last time you played your 3ds or like what's what game did you play the last time you played it it was super mario maker for the 3ds because they released i want to say a hundred nintendo made levels when they ported it to that 
And uh, I was like, I got to play these. It's new 2D Mario. So there is a game in my 3DS. There's no way you're going to guess what game is in here. Mm-hmm. I forgot I even had this game. Spoilers, I put this in here. I didn't play it yet, uh, but it was a modern purchase. Yeah, there's, you have no chance. Is it the Pikmin game? The Pikmin no. 2D platformer game? Nah. What is it? Tryon Cube. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, no. I don't even. I barely even know I had Tryon Cube. Uh, let me know in the chat if y'all fuck with Tryon Cube because I got it because like, <laughs> other people fucked with Tryon Cube. Like my friend was. Um, okay, first of all, people were like, "What the fuck's Tryon Cube?" Let me know uh, in the spelled, chat if any single person has ever heard of Tryon Cube. Cube. Um, and one of my friends was selling a bunch of like her old games because she's like, "I have all this like." shit that like i'm not using and i don't play or i've never played and i was like that sounds like shit that i need like i would love to have your problems so i bought like part of her backlog and it had like i'm like well, let me get these 3ds games that people seem to like that i've never had and try on cube is one of them um and before we cl- i think i have the case for it that i want to show it's like so oh god we're gonna knock over a lot oh we didn't actually knock over anything yeah this is what it's a an addictive puzzle journey through space try on cube oh no Y'all, y'all rocking with Tryon Cube? Should mm-hmm. I, should, oh, it, actually, it is a DS game, but it was in my 3DS. Um, so yeah, that's a is any has any does anyone still play their DS? <laughs> Let me know in the chat. Um, but anyway, legitimately, no and, one has heard of it. Not a single yeah, person. Really, really, y'all are telling me y'all don't know who this man is right here. Who is that man? Y'all telling me you ain't never hit up Tryon Cube? You're telling me you I'm didn't not gonna lie, that go looks through. Like Trump. You're not a little bit. You're not. You're telling me you didn't go through a unique new puzzler that will challenge you with never before. Where your mission is to create a three by three block in chains, and the bigger the chain, the farther your ship travels. Y'all tell me you didn't go three, two, one blast off to get ready for a totally different puzzle adventure. Let me know. Tweet at me if you played Tron Cube. Someone has to have played it. It is not fake game art. This is a real game. Um, but anyway, finding someone that played Tryon Cube um, or so or so frank because that's not out yet is so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Paracis on Steam and the Marson Home on Steam. I'm telling you, these Monday out todays are freaking brutal. Um, I'm finding <laughs> out here in my Google history trying to find these games. Um, anyway, let's go into uh, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you can write in and tell us when we get stuff wrong and see if we have anything. Um, Let's see. We have y'all like to editorialize in the you're wrong. The you're wrong mm-hmm, is for mm-hmm. your wrongs only. You want to talk to me about did I hit did I spam the meow? That's not that's not a you're wrong. That is a separate question. Um, I don't think we really have anything. Some clarification on there wasn't there were four iOS Rayman runners. Um, Rayman Jungle Run, Rayman Fiesta Run, Rayman Adventures, and Rayman Mini, according to Nanobiology. Okay, cool. So you're good on Adventures and Mini. Um, Derelicit is pronounced. Derelict. Yeah, I think Tim said that when yeah, that was yeah, going yeah. I think that's it. Um, Shots of the person said, not that you're wrong, but then what are you doing writing in here? What are you doing? Yeah, when you, if you have to type not a you're wrong, but it's got to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's got to go somewhere else. It's got to, it can't go here. 
because I'm not going to read the rest of it. It's just, a, you know, I don't, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Oh, man. Uh, tomorrow's the hosts are. Uh, on Tuesday, we got Greg and Gary. And if you're watching live on Twitch after this, be sure to stick around because we're doing a Puzzle Quest 3 sponsored stream before the KFW shenanigans. So again, come join the kingdom and win some codes. And be sure to catch that later on YouTube.com slash games. If you miss it on Twitch or maybe you're like, this stream was just so fire. I'm just going to watch this. This is how this is the only way I can fall asleep at night. It's kind of funny place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. If that's what helps you, that's what helps you. Go subscribe. Um, and again, be sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those who are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.